This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped. Streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. Bustin' Loose Baseball, hosted by Grant Paulson and Toby Altizer, gives you in-depth analytics and interviews on everything baseball in the nation's capital. Now, here's your host, Grant Paulson and Toby Altizer. This is Boston Loose Baseball, episode 90. I'm Grant Paulson. He's Toby Altizer. Toby, watching these playoff games makes me long for 2019. Feels like it was 20 years ago now. What a run it was. But it does stink to not see the Nationals again in October with all the energy and excitement in these stadiums. It's so crazy seeing Citizens Bank Park just absolutely electric all the time and just missing what they have with... I don't even know the name of the song that they sing, but... Remember Nationals Park with Baby Shark? Like, I miss those times where you just have some song that for no reason, it just all of a sudden becomes a cult classic in a city. That's what I miss. Those sorts of things where no one would listen to Baby Shark in D.C. outside of maybe having kids. But suddenly grown men in their 40s are listening to Baby Shark in D.C. in 2019. I love those sorts of things. And we're not we don't have that right now, but I think we're in the right direction, hopefully. Yeah, that's certainly the hope. Dancing on my own, I think, is the song that everyone's yeah, constantly yeah, yeah. singing, all the Phillies fans. You know, what makes it more interesting, I'd say, though, and really, as a Nationals fan, more compelling is the ex-Nats are all over the place. And it's mostly Philadelphia, obviously. But we did see Max Scherzer come back to pitch in Game 3 for the Rangers last night. Did not go very well. But it was a very Max Scherzer thing for him when he was ruled out for the season to come back ahead of schedule and and to be able to get the ball in the ALCS. I'm sure he regrets that last night was when he was on the Hill as we taped this podcast after an Astros win to pull to within a game in game three in the ALCS. But I mean, when I'm watching the NLCS and I see Bryce Harper doing big things, I see Trey Turner hitting a bomb and Kyle Schwarber feasting on the Arizona Diamondbacks. It's the former Nats show, man. It is hard not to have some feels. I actually, on my DC show, uh, Grant and Danny was solo this week one day, and I did, took calls for almost an hour interacting with people on you know whether or not there's any part of them, just a small part of them, that is happy for Bryce Harper as he has some of these great moments in the playoffs. Because, you know, and I come at this a little differently, I think, than the average Nats fan. I never really had animus. I've, I've never been upset with Bryce. I think he wanted to be here more than they wanted him to be here. I don't think they offered him anything that he should have taken. I, I didn't think they made him a great offer. And I think it's just business. Like he, he he was leaving. 
if the Angels or, or another team out West would have given him what the Phillies did, he would have went there. Uh, but he went to Philadelphia, which stinks. But I don't hold that against him necessarily. The thing that does annoy me about him and has since he left is is all of his like, you know, I sleep in the Liberty Bell. My blanket on my bed is is the is a flag of Philadelphia. The only TV show I've ever watched is Fresh Prince. My, my favorite song ever is the anthem to Fresh Prince. Uh, do you guys know the Roots? I love the Roots. They've always been my favorite band. You know, whatever that crap is, I think is so fake and and pandering. And he loves doing it. So that's annoying to me. But uh, I don't know. I'm happy for Bryce right now. What about you? Yeah, I don't know how I feel about Bryce. It's still funny, but never forget that he started his press conference in Philly by saying he's going to bring a championship back to D.C. So we feel good about that because they did that in 2019. But he, with he Bryce, seated. he was right. <laughs> did a great job of it. But I don't know if you've seen this clip. There was a podcast that came out. I believe it was more so a year after he'd left the Nationals. I can't remember the exact timeline, but it was enough for me to kind of change my stance on Bryce. And basically it was... He said that he went down to West Palm, met with the learners. They they talked about the various contract things, and he told his agent, look, let's get this thing done. If they you know, offer what we want, let's stick around. And the offer was so low or had so many deferrals that he was like, they're not taking this seriously, so I'm not either. I'm going to go somewhere else, and I'm going to find something that is more appealing to me, and he ends up in Philadelphia. So I don't necessarily hold anything against Bryce. It just sucks that he plays for the Phillies. I think it is cool to see a former national do well, but at the same time, he's doing well for the Phillies. So I really struggle with that. But at the same point, I'm not going to cheer for him, but I'm not going to be one of the guys that actively boos him when he comes back to Nationals Park. So I think it's somewhere in the middle where it's cool to see a guy dominate in the playoffs and kind of captivate a city like he has. It just sucks that it's Philadelphia. So I like that. I'm going to ask you then my question that tells me really, truly how everyone feels that's on the fence, which is from this point until the end of the postseason, you touch the button to decide what Bryce does. And he goes 0 for 20 with 14 strikeouts, or he goes 12 for 20 with six home runs. And I'm going to tell you that in this hypothetical, the Phillies do not win the World Series either way. So it's almost solely a Bryce question. <laughs> see when you threw on that caveat that the Phillies don't win the World Series it makes me consider I'm still going 0 for 20 though hey it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline ready to go to your happy place for a happy price well why didn't you say so just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels so whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City go Kevin or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda you never have to miss a trip ever again so download the Priceline app today your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, price line. All right. So I'm going with all the homers. And I mean, I, I genuinely, I think what he's done is amazing. He was baseball's LeBron, the closest thing we've had. He was on the cover of SI because he's hitting, you know, a 514 foot home run at, at the Trop or something as a, as a 13 year old. I think that. The fact that he's made good on the promise, on the hype, on what everyone told him he had to be. He, he he had to leave high school early to go get his GED to go to JUCO so he could be the first pick sooner, so he could get to the big league sooner. Like, it never works out, man. That, that's why LeBron, to me, is so amazing. And I'm putting Bryce in the same category. Like, these guys who we just decide their games are on ESPN when they're in high school or whatever, they don't become the greatest players 
uh, of their era. In LeBron's case, maybe the second greatest player ever. And in LeBron, uh, and in Bryce's case, you know, a first ballot, incredible Hall of Famer who's going to win three or four MVP awards maybe before it's all said and done. So I just think it's so cool that he made good on that. And there is part of me that kind of just appreciates the greatness of it. Uh, that having been said, to your point, I can't possibly be okay with the Phillies winning as a Nats fan. Like, you're going to feel some type of way negatively about that. So it's almost like I, I am happy when he does well, but yet I would like to see them not win the World Series. You already have the Braves since the Nats won winning a title. Do you really want another team in the division to have accomplished what you did? not to mention more recently and with another chance to do it sooner than you. So for all those reasons, uh, I'm rooting against Philadelphia, but I am pro Bryce. I'd say more. Well, than probably the average person listening to the pod. And the cool thing about Bryce Harper is how well he does in the big moments. Like it seemed like every single opening day when he was wearing a curly W, he went yard even in the playoff series where he was with the nationals, it seemed like everyone else was cold and then Bryce Harper would go yard. You know, it seemed like no matter what the big moment was, Bryce Harper was up for it. And now you're seeing it in Philadelphia. I mean, just the, the, the scenes at the, the, the bank last year where he hits that home run and you just hear the crowd go crazy. And even the home runs he's had this year and the big moments he's had this year, like, it seems like no moment is too big for him. Like you said, he ha- came in with sky-high expectations, and he lives up to it and in some ways has gone past those expectations. So it's it's incredible to watch. And, you know, if you're just an outsider, I understand if you don't necessarily love him because of the attitude or whatever the case may be. I get that he's maybe really polarizing and some people don't like him. But you have to admire how incredible of a player he is and how much he lives up to these moments and really can put the team on his back and carry him in the postseason at times. Yeah, and I won't say who said this. I'll just tell you that somebody who's high-ranking wasn't Mike Rizzo, uh, extremely high-ranking with the Nationals at the time. Um, When they didn't keep Bryce Harper, the day of the Patrick Corbin press conference, I was asking them about, I was like, so I guess Bryce isn't coming back. And they said, yeah, but you know, You know, we we kind of knew that and we've been planning on that. And they said, we just we don't think he ever comes up with clutch hits. You know, they're like, name one time he's ever gotten a clutch hit. And it wasn't really a situation where I'm supposed to be like arguing or countering this person that I'm not supposed to really go back and forth with. But in my mind, I'm going, what a terrible take. You know, like you mean like the homer against the Cubs in the playoffs or homering on opening day every year or the fact that in the Giants 2014 playoff series when nobody hit, he had three home runs, you know, like the offense. Yeah, it was the entire. And I was just like, what a this person's largely responsible for this decision. And I thought that the take was so bad. And they're like, yeah, but it's a lot of singles and he hits homers in games that are out of reach or whatever. And I was like, all right, this is like you're breaking up with someone and you're just making it work in your head, you know, like, yeah, like, yeah, but I didn't like her earlobes. And you're like, dude, she was very attractive and very funny and very sweet and wonderful. And you're like, yeah, but she had this laugh every now on Thursdays, like every other week where, you know, after 9 p.m. She made a weird sound and you're like, all right, dude, whatever it takes to to go to bed tonight and make you feel better (laughs) about yourself. But I just I like your point. So true. He has been so I don't know if I believe in the idea of clutch. Like, he has been awesome in the playoffs. He has been great in big spots, clearly. And I think that goes back to his time with the Nats, but uh, I digress. So I, I ask you this then, Toby. The Rangers are up 2-1. The Phillies are up 2-0. Series shift in Arizona. 
What is your prediction for the World Series matchup and winner? And what do you want to see World Series matchup and winner? Well, what I want to see is I want to see Rangers and D-backs, but I don't think that's going to happen. I think the Rangers, it's so tough because you lose game three. You could obviously put a stranglehold on it. Houston is so experienced, so it's so tough to just count them out. But I think the Rangers can get it done just because of the fact that they got two in Houston early on. But we've seen with the Nationals in the World Series, just because you win a couple on the on the road or and you feel like you're in a good spot, it doesn't necessarily mean anything. So I think the Rangers can still get it done in the ALCS and the NLCS. I think the Diamondbacks are still just too young. I think the Phillies are a juggernaut right now with that offense. And when you've got guys like Zach Wheeler pitching so well, I think it's really tough to beat the Phils. So I'm going to go Rangers Phillies in the world series. And when it gets there, I don't know, man. I mean, it, it could go either way because the Rangers can go toe to toe with that Phillies offense. But at the same point, will they be able to match the pitching? But then you got a guy like Jordan Montgomery that's out there and his nails in the postseason so far. I'm going to still hope that it's the Rangers and I'm going to say the Rangers, but I would not be surprised if the Phillies get it done this year. Yeah. So first of all, the Rangers and Phillies would be a great matchup. I don't know why I've got. I've got like a tingle that the Astros are going to come back and win the series. So I'm going to say Houston and Philly again from last year. And I will say Philly wins this time. Uh, that's my prediction. What I want is Rangers diamondbacks <laughs> like you. I mean, in the rest of America, not in Houston or Philly, probably, but uh, yeah, I, I, I know the Diamondbacks are cooked. I knew they were cooked before the series started. Yeah. I mean, they, they were on a heater. You know, this is a team that didn't hit for a lot of power. Hard hit rate was bottom of the league all season. Then over 14.4% tied with the Phillies for best in the playoffs, hitting a ton of home runs. You know, you get a few days off. You knew that wouldn't sustain. So maybe they come back and they make this thing a series, and, and that would super, be super impressive. But uh, I would be very, very surprised.